welcome to the League of Melanated Gentlemen podcast. Uh, it's Halloween, and we have for you an episode of the podcast on this a holiday because we care about you so much that we decided that we were going to give you an episode even on this holiday that as Jordan would probably put it celebrates Satan and all of his (laughs) nonsense and whatnot (laughs) Satan uh, Satan Satan you know uh, yeah I don't know I don't, the good Christians may not recognize uh, today as a holiday, but uh, I just like to dress up as things. Anyway, um, I have with me today uh, the League of Melanated Gentlemen. Uh, I'm sure they are just as happy to be here today with you as I am to bring you some joy, some knowledge, perhaps some laughs, and, uh, you know, just a generally good time. That is correct. This is Brandon. As always, I'm Jordan. And so today, we will be bringing to you not one, but two reviews. Um, We have a review for Werewolf by Night, uh, the Marvel or the MCU special feature, I think is what they're calling it. Because it's it's not quite a movie, but it's too long to be an episode. Well, no, it's not. It's not quite a movie, so special features fine. Um, And then we will be reviewing She-Hulk as well. Uh, Both new MCU hotness. Both have been, you know, they've run their course. They've been completed. They are, they've hit their finale for whatever this is going to be. Uh, Jordan, if you could please run the spoiler warning for the people. Listen to these words, for they may determine your next course of action. This is your official name brand League of Melanated Gentlemen spoiler warning. We are issuing this spoiler warning not only for the piece of media or content that is in the title of this episode, but also for the world or the universe in which that piece of media or content exists. If you are not caught up I would highly recommend you pause my voice, you catch yourself up, and then you join us once again. If you are all the way caught up and or if spoilers do not offend you, please enjoy. So you have been warned. We're going to start with Werewolf by Night. Uh, I will read a synopsis in my own words of the things that happen in this special feature. I keep wanting to say movie, and that's not what we have here. Um, Oh, one shot. I like calling it a one shot, because that's what we're doing comics. You know, just, that's it, just one go. I like like the one shot. There you go. Okay, okay. I I can get behind that. Um, So I'll read what I saw, uh, and then then we'll talk about it. So, in Werewolf by Night, uh, Ulysses Bloodstone is dead. His widow calls on five monster hunters to participate in a monster hunt competition to see who will become the new leader and take possession of the all-powerful Bloodstone. Competing, we have Jack Russell, a bunch of unimportant other hunters, 
And also joining the mix is Elsa Bloodstone, the estranged daughter. So the hunt begins in a maze on the estate grounds. Elsa comes across one of the other unimportant hunters, and she ends up killing him. And Jack comes across a monster who he is calling Ted. He and this monster, Ted, are very clearly friends, and he is going to try to rescue Ted. So Jack and Ted part ways so that Jack can work on his escape plan, and he and Elsa run into each other. Uh, They decide to team up to save Ted and get the Bloodstone. Ted slays another of the hunters, and Jack is able to destroy one of the walls so that they can escape. Elsa removes the Bloodstone from Ted, and they run and uh, Ted runs into the forest. Jack tries to touch the Bloodstone, but the Bloodstone ain't having it. So the Bloodstone's violent reaction lets us know that Jack is a monster. The widow um, and the remaining hunter then arrive. Elsa and Jack are imprisoned by the widow, and she uses the Bloodstone to force Jack to transform into his werewolf self. The plan, of course, was for him to kill Elsa, but he breaks out of the imprisonment and kills all the guards. The widow is able to use the bloodstone against him to overpower him. Elsa is able to escape and stop her from killing the werewolf. The werewolf, luckily, is able to recognize Elsa, so he spares her and makes his exit. The widow is pissed and tries to kill Elsa, but Ted shows up and burns her to a fucking crisp. Uh, Just lit her ass up. It was, uh, yeah, she got cooked. Elsa takes the bloodstone and the estate. Jack wakes up the next day as a human and Ted is keeping watch over him. He is happy to know that Elsa is safe. Credits. No end credit scene. No mid credit scene. Just ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, as is typically the case, we have for you a teaching moment. I will relinquish the floor. Yeah, so the first character um, that we're going to talk about is Elsa Bloodstone. And actually, this character is a newer character. Not a new character, but a newer character. Um, And I didn't know about the character until 2017. So within doing this, I got to learn a little bit more myself. Uh, So Elsa Bloodstone is her real name. No superhero name. That's the name she goes by. Her first appearance was in Bloodstone number one in December of 2001, created by Dan Abnett and Michael Lopez. And she's basically a uh, monster hunter. I mean, it's the most simple explanation I can kind of give for her. Uh, she doesn't have any powers or anything, but she uses weapons. So she uses her shotgun. Um, she also has some rifles and handguns. And there was actually one scene during the show we can kind of see her, actually her shotgun in the background right as she was grabbing a sword. They were showing it. Um, but she also uses magical weapons. Uh, she has access to the bloodstone. And we kind of seen it in the show. But from what I understand in the, in the comics, it's a little bit different. Uh, it kind of gives you the, uh, you know, like the basic superhero package. So she got like the superhuman strength and she can heal a little bit more faster reflexes. It also gives her a little bit more psychic powers and like ESP, uh, stamina regain, you know, that type of stuff. Um, and then she also uses magical books. Uh, she has access. She has had access to the dark hold. And, you know, we've seen the Dark Hole already in the MCU uh, with Wanda. Uh, but that's kind of one of the things that she uses as well. And she uses a couple other magical books, but she's not like a 
like a magical based character like uh, Doctor Strange or, you know, Baron Mortal or someone like that. Uh, but she's really just a normal human and just just hunts monsters. So that's going to be it for Elsa. Then do we want to go ahead and do who do we see next? Werewolf by Night or did we see? I think uh, we saw Jack first, but I don't know if that makes a difference. OK, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and do Jack. Uh, so actually, the so this one is uh, the Werewolf by Night, and that's actually his, I don't know, hero name. <laughs> Everywhere I saw, besides his real name, called him Werewolf by Night. Uh, but his real name is Jack Russell, and it's you know it's like a joke, a Jack Terrier Russell, and he's like a beast. So that's like the inside joke with his name. Uh, but he's created by Roy Thomas, Gene Thomas, uh, Jerry Conway, and Mike Plug. Uh, first appearance in Marvel Spotlight number two in February of 1972. And kind of his origin story is um, his mom actually got bitten by a werewolf and she was turned into a werewolf. And so as he was born, he was also born with the, uh, you got to forgive me because I always suck at Santa's word. Was it lycanthropy? Uh, lycanthropy. You know what I'm trying to say? The Lycanthropy. The word, yeah, lycanthropy. There you go. Uh, so he he had that as he was born, but he didn't actually manifest his power until he was 18. So that's kind of when he first transformed. And since then, I mean, he's been able to uh, gain kind of through some help of some uh, another magical wizard type person. He was able to transform in and out of werewolf form uh, kind of at will, kind of when he wanted to, um, except for during the, the full moon. Uh, that's kind of the only time he didn't. He wasn't able to control it. Uh, and then obviously like some of his powers is the same kind of superhero package that you know everyone gets uh, the superhuman strength, uh, agility, his uh, senses are heightened. Uh, he has like a small healing factor, but not not to like a Wolverine Deadpool type healing factor. Um, and for me, I mean, Werewolf by Night isn't like someone that I, I, I can be like, oh, yeah, I know who he is. The only thing I've ever read about him was during the like the first appearance of Moon Knight. That's the only thing I've ever read about uh, Werewolf by Night. So, yeah, by no means I'm really a fan of either one of these characters. Uh, the most exposure I got to Elsa is during Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Uh, Brandon, did you know who she was when you played that? No, I, I actually, I'm trying to remember, 2017, was that on a console or was that on, like, Switch? That went on Switch. I, okay, I saw no, her I mo- that. the first I time I saw, that. okay, you ain't got that far yet. No, I haven't. I don't have a switch, so I never. I was pissed that it didn't come out on a console, but yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I found out about her in 2017 through like a there was a comic book event called Monsters Unleashed, and that was the first time I had ever saw her. Um, yeah, that is the teacher moment for both of these characters, and I'll turn it over to Brandon. All right, guys, I have the standout of the show, uh, Man Thing. So Theodore Ted, as he goes by Salas. Uh, Ted Theodore is his real name. It also goes by Ted. So Ted was a biochemistry professor um, before he, you know, transformed into man thing. So he already had like that sort of background with plant objects and things of that nature and nature and things of that in the swamps and all those. Uh, man thing was created in 1971. It's actually the same year as Swamp Thing was created. It's kind of a whole thing. Um, and so his 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 history is kind of interesting because he kind of so he was a professor, was a biochem professor, and the U.S. military had him create a serum uh, called the SO2 serum, 
and essentially was kind of a remake of the Super Soldier Serum. And AIM at the time tried to pressure him to try to, to get the serum, right, to use it for their own, you know, reasons. And he was always against that, uh, giving it out to anyone. He even burned his records after he made it. Like, after he made the serum, he even burned it, didn't want anyone else copying it. And uh, how he became man thing was one day he was driving. One of his projects made him move to the Everglades. And so one day he was driving, he was trying to get away from AIM, I believe. And he had the serum. He didn't want them to get, get a hold of it. So he injected it in himself. He then ran into the uh, the uh, must, like a mystical swamp area, and then that's kind of what transformed him into Man Thing. Uh, Man Thing is a really dope character. Um, his powers are kind of, you know, the, like Jordan said, like you have the some of the regular ones, right? Uh, superhuman strength, uh, agility, all these things. Uh, he can even fly, uh, which is crazy, but. The cool thing about Man Thing that makes him kind of special is he has the whole mystical part of it all, right? He's the guard. He's the guardian of the nexus of all realities. So that's kind of this, that swamp he's in is kind of a whole mystical thing behind it. Excuse me. He's also, um, he can travel different dimensions, which is really dope. Uh, actually, I, I saw where I believe it was Ant-Man. I think it was Pym who like put a device on Swamp Thing whenever the Thunderbolts were trying to travel to different dimensions. He put a inserted a like chip almost on Man Thing to where he could they could use Man Thing to travel to these different dimensions to, you know, save the world, whatever. That's pretty that's pretty dope. Yeah, that was pretty cool. He has a I'm pronouncing it wrong. Chloro chlorokinesis control basically you can control manipulate. Plants. Yeah, it can control plant life. Uh, which is also really dope. It's really cool to see in the comics. I don't, I don't know if we've seen it in live. I mean, in well, I guess he had a movie, but we haven't seen like animated as much yeah. to use those powers. But they're really cool. And he's about seven foot. He's about five five hundred pounds apparently. So yeah, man, thing. That's a teaching moment. I definitely will say, uh, I watched the man thing movie. Like it came out in 2005, but I watched it like maybe 2011, and it's pretty terrible. I'm going to say it right now. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. Right. Uh, it's, I have it's not before time. Yes, I have not seen that, but I am not surprised. Yeah, it was pre MCU. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. and yeah. most pre MCU Marvel properties aren't spectacular. Right. Yeah. Right. But um. Anyway. Uh, Jordan, what were your thoughts on uh, this one shot? So I actually, once we saw the trailer, I was like, this looks kind of cool. Because like the biggest thing for, I think for anybody, once you kind of watch it, is obviously it's in black and white. So it kind of gives you the feel of the, like the 1960s, 1970s, like old monster stories, you know, Dracula and Mummy and all those kind of creatures, the lagoon. It kind of gives you that feel. And once I actually like, sat down and watched it, I really enjoyed this. Like, I actually hope they do not continue this series. Like, I want I just, I want this in. Like, I don't, I don't want any more of it. Like, I, I will be completely fine if they continue kind of doing these one shots and just one story, one done, one told. I don't need to see these characters again, actually. I wouldn't mind Man-Thing 
But I don't need I don't yeah, need you to see other characters. Yeah, you trip. Yeah. yeah, I guess I'll, I'll keep Man Thing. I'll keep Man Thing, but I think everybody else I don't need. So, so you're not interested in a Midnight Suns with any of these people. Not with any of the Man Thing. I would be fine if he was in the Midnight Suns, but these other characters, I'm completely fine against. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, definitely enjoyed it. Brandon, it sounds like you disagree. I mean, breaking news: me and Jordan disagree on something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I get what Jordan's saying. Like, I'm the same way. Like, I, I thought it was an outstanding, outstanding one shot. As Jordan said, in the comics, sometimes the most fun stories are like that one shot where, yeah, you know, that character who just doesn't get as much love gets their own comic. It's a singular story; it doesn't involve a bunch of other stuff. It's just focused on them. Those are fun. Uh, this would kind of have that same feel. Obviously, um, Man Thing was a standout. He was amazing. Um, I think that they did a great job with the CGI, but also doing the practical oh, yeah. effects oh, at yeah. the same time. Showing, they did a really good job of showing like his power set and all those things. But honestly, I thought um, Jack Russell, Werewolf by Night, was amazing. Like in human form, obviously, when he was just Jack Russell, I thought he was really good. Like, he that scene with him and uh, Elsa in the little I don't know if it was a crypt or where was it when he was talking to her about her family and he was talking to her about yeah because something like inside something like inside the little maze area yeah like a mausoleum yeah. maybe yeah a yeah, mausoleum yeah yeah there you go like that was a really cool scene so like yeah that's why I disagree like I don't think we need obviously the rest of these people anymore they kind of serve their purpose in this story. But like, yeah, if I saw Midnight Suns and it was Man Thing and then wherever by night, I'd be down. Because I mean, think of Jack Russell's that character is fun. Any it's always fun when you have a character who doesn't want to turn into their monster version, right? That's kind of why people love the Hulk, right? Like, yeah, they, like, you know, he's walking around his Banner, and he's maybe with some like Thor and all these other people, but they know. Yeah, this little scrawny guy can turn into something that could, you know, be our most powerful. So I think if you had Jack Russell, Werewolf by Night added to the Midnight Suns, I think that'd be dope. Because I don't think I, shit, their roster ain't that deep. Like, well, it's not, I was going to say, I think, we're, I think right now in the MCU, they have better characters who could be a better Midnight Suns team. Like who? Like, I, I mean, they have they got Moon Knight, they got Blade. Mm. They Moon got, um, uh, I was going to say, are you, are you saying Moon Knight's better? I mean, as the, the character, the, if they if they can improve the character and actually bring them close to the comics, I think so. And also, we get in uh, Black Knight. Uh, I think I feel like he would be a cool addition to the team over World. I mean, it's Knight. like what is it like five members in the nice ones? Maybe even uh, more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Doctor Strange on that team. So I mean, I, I think they could do a better MCU version of the team. You gotta, yeah, you gotta have uh, your monsters though. You gotta, you gotta have your Midnight Suns. You get your Ghost Rider. You can get your Ghost Rider if we can bring a good, a good. There ghost is no. Rider. I mean, I'm down if the character already exists and we know what they are, like Black Knight, and like these other characters that already exist. But like, do we, we don't know, know what Blade is gonna look like. We don't know what you know, Ghost Rider if they're gonna pull Agents of Shield Ghost Rider. No, I doubt it. I no, think that whole movie, that 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 movie that what's his name Jeff Loeb. He's I mean he's out. So all that stuff with the TV is never gonna get touched again. Right. I think so. And I think they want to do the original, like Johnny Blaze, rather than... No, I don't, if, if they bring in Ghost Rider, I'm telling you right now, they're going to bring in Robbie Reyes. 
I for would, real? I assume. Oh yeah, they, they, been, well, they push him. They push him so hard. Like yeah, this is Rob, Robbie popular. Yeah, I, I mean, I prefer Johnny, and I think the world prefers Johnny. But for some reason, Marvel is pushing Robbie Ray is like crazy. I mean, I think Robbie is one of the like he's in the same class with Miss Marvel, like as far yeah. as like popularity. popularity and like who who they're trying to put in the front. Yeah. So he's he's a. Uh, I mean, he's I'm just like one university of, hire. I mean, yeah, he's one of the new kids. I mean, it definitely is. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm good. I mean, he seemed cool, but like Johnny Blaze is just a different level. Like, we know. I'm, I'm right. I'm right there with you. Like, I would rather prefer them, you know, push Johnny Blaze, but no, they're Robbie Reyes is like forefront right now as Ghost Rider. Hmm. Yeah. So, I, I would venture to guess that if they pull one, it'll be Robbie. Yeah. Like, and it already, and yeah, it already was Robbie. Like in the Agents of Shield show, it was Robbie. I can yeah. just thought about it. It was. I mean, I'm cool if it's like, yeah, if it's like a five person team, you got to add a female in there. So maybe, maybe add Elsa Bloodstone uh, in there and then Blade and uh, Moon Knight. Kind of mid, but, uh, <laughs> but Moon, Midnight could have used Jack Russell in that show for sure. Yeah. What did you think, Spencer? What did you think about the show? Um, I enjoyed it. It felt like a really good, like, period piece. Yeah. Um, and it felt like the least MCU thing I've seen the MCU do. Yeah. Like, oh, it, for sure. It didn't feel like I was watching an MCU property. Um, it it felt like it 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 did a really good job of feeling like it belonged to the time period. It I can say like it felt like kind of Disney ish, but it didn't feel very MCU ish to me. And I think I enjoyed that about it. And I agree in that I'm happy with it as a one shot. If this doesn't get a sequel or doesn't uh, connect back to anything, that's fine. But I'd also be fine with seeing Elsa again um, or Jack Russell and man thing. Uh, I, I, if any of those three show up in stuff, cool. And whether that's as a cameo or like they are characters in it. Like I think they were all strong enough to exist in something. Right. Yeah. But I I thought I I enjoyed it for everything that it was. Um like I don't think that I had any like there there are no problems I can come up with that I had with it. Yeah. I had no yeah, notes. I, yeah, I completely agree. I don't think they they have to use man thing again. There's no way they can waste that CGI. As good as he looked, that's straight out of the comics. He looked exactly like the comic book. There's no way they can waste that that character look again. Yeah, yeah. like he has to, mean, he has to show up in something else. Yeah, it's and just the way they did him, the way I used him, and his personality kind of came out. Even though he didn't say words, you like got his personality. They did a really good job of like his emotions and all that stuff, displaying all that. So yeah, you're right. Like they gotta they gotta use him. Like no matter what, somebody needs to be going off in the in the swamp. He show up or something. So yeah, he's definitely gonna be like the one to transport them between uh, multiverses, dimensions. He's definitely gonna be the one who has to like move a couple people through through time, not right. through time, but through the multiverse. Right. So. I would say the big thing, though, with this one is, even though it was in black and white, we got to see blood. Yeah, like got to see a little gore, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, uh, 
I was like, this is this is the most blood we've probably seen in like that's what I said. It, MCU did, thing. it did not feel like an MCU property. Right. Yeah. Like for a lot of reasons. And that was one of them. Like, because whenever I was, I was like, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, we're doing it. Okay. All right. Disney showing blood. <laughs> yeah. It was actually I'm, like you know, American people. I'm hoping that because, you know, Blade's director left uh, due to creative differences. I'm hoping the director of this short, of this one shot, becomes the director for Blade. Because I think that'd be a perfect, like, you know, addition. Obviously, it's not going to be black and white and all those things, but yeah. it is horror and it is a lot of like things like that and in that realm. So I think that'd be a really good fit. I, I can see, think, I can see I Elsa popping up in, I can see Elsa popping up in Blade. Yeah. Just, just like a walkthrough. They, they yeah, just happen to be in the same area. Yeah. 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 Like they could be hunting the same whatever. Right. Yeah. Vampire. I mean, has, has to be right. Well, yeah, I would imagine, but you know, the MCU's gonna be the one. Um, okay, so uh, rating. What do we rate it? Mm, from, I would probably go eight and a half. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I would, I would go nine, but I, I, I would probably say eight and a half. I really, I really enjoyed it, and I couldn't tell you any issues that I had with it. Um, but I mean, yeah, probably eight and a half. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna go a nine, just because I didn't have any real issues. The, the cinematography, everything, the the use of the colors, and then when she, uh, when they turned red, and they showed the colors at the end. That was dope. So yeah, I mean, like the story was really good. Um, the little twist at the end, when you know, with the whole like you said, and they did a great job of showing the transformation. From that's what I was going to say too. Yeah, that was amazing. Showing like the shadow, like that's classic horror stuff. So, oh yeah, that was straight classic. Yeah. So yeah, to me, it's not. Okay. Okay. What um, do you think, Spencer? I'm gonna say it was an eight. Um, it's one of those situations where it was really, really good, but um, I mean, horror is not my genre, and so. I definitely enjoyed it, but because it wasn't something that I like, I guess had a prior interest in as far as the genre, not as far as like the people who were in it or anything. Um, I'm going to give it an eight because I enjoyed it, but had it been something else, I would have enjoyed it more, but it was very well done. And I have a lot of respect for it. If that makes sense. Like I'm, I'm not, speaking negatively about it i'm saying that i prefer other things i guess yeah honestly like this low-key reminded me of like a obviously it's live live action but this kind of reminded me of like a dc animated movie you know like they'll do like the one shots and i agree because i i pretty recently watched uh constantine has one yeah um and it it reminded me of that only the constant because the Constantine one is like four different shorts or something, right. um, but like just the first one, the con- the one with Constantine in it, uh, it kind of uh, made me think of that as well. Yeah. So. Also, this one this one kind of came out of nowhere because we didn't know anything about this show until that last Comic Con, and it was like, yeah, it comes out in October, and everyone's like, oh dang, good, yeah, it did. I like, I like yeah. that. 
And that's the, like, they, I don't know how to keep it. That's the thing, like, the, the things that come out of nowhere, like, there was no hype. It just showed up, and I was like, oh, all right. Um, I watched it, and I was like, this was it, this is really good. And, you know, we've talked about expectations before and how, depending on your expectations, that will kind of weigh on your opinion. So this coming out, and there being no expectations for it, and then it being really good, made it better. Because... Right if we would have known about it and been able to build expectations of it being either really good or thinking, Oh, this is going to be trash. Then, you know, that may have morphed your opinion one way or the other. And so for us to not even have time to think about it, it's just here. Right. I, then, I think I, in kind of what Jordan mentioned earlier, like, I think and we all kind of said it, I think it, MCU needs to do this more when introducing new characters, right? We don't need an Echo series. We just need a one-shot with maybe Echo in it or a one-shot of some of these characters where they aren't strong enough to hold six, nine episodes, right? But if you throw them in a one-shot, then it's like, oh, okay. Well, we got 55 minutes. Cool, I got enough bandwidth of them that I needed. Okay, I liked it. Like, just with man thing. Like, people want to see him in other stuff. Whereas if we would have extended this thing out nine episodes, who knows if people would still have the same feeling they have about it. So I think, yeah, you know, just use the one shot as kind of a weapon, like a trial period. Like, a, okay, we're going to put this out here, see how they feel about the character. If it gets builds momentum, all right, we'll add them to other stuff. Um, I, and I mean... I agree I, to an extent. I'll say, yeah, I see both sides of this one. Because I, I think that one of the advantages to having a show is building multiple people at a time, uh, which Hawkeye is an example. Like Hawkeye, uh, I don't want to say like built necessarily, but Hawkeye explores what Kit the Bishop is doing and Yelena's in it and uh, Kingpin is in it and Echo is in it. And so it gives a little more time to... It gives the opportunity to explore multiple people at a time, whereas something like this doesn't really allow for that, but it depends on what your goals are. Right. Because I, I mean, yeah, like, but generally speaking, I agree because this was so well done that this could work elsewhere. Right. And I, I don't know if this is strong enough to like, and I guess, yeah, like you said, what you what your goal is. Like, to me, a one-shot should be about introducing a new character, introducing a new story and a new character, or, or maybe two, two, three characters at the most. Obviously, you only got 55 minutes. Whereas a series, obviously, you're diving in a way more. But I will say, series sometimes open you up to more criticism. Like, with, oh, yeah. with uh, Arrow, we got a very kind of weak... Um, um, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, the guy who played Kingpin. Sorry, they like we kind of got a weak version of Kingpin. Well, I think if we would have got in a shorter version, the 55 minutes, you get kind of the you cut out some of the weird moments you had with him, but you just have like the the peak moments you have. Uh, but like you said, there's some characters who d- totally deserve nine episodes. Can rock with nine episodes and kill it. So I was. I was so confused because you said Arrow and then you said Kingpin. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I was yeah. like, 
What? My bad. Yeah, I thought, uh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was supposed to be something you knew about. He's an arrow, but I don't know what you're talking about. That's what oh, I'm like, oh, okay. I get it now. You're talking about uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye, yeah, my bad, my bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. When you said arrow, I was like, what? Yeah, my bad. And I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. Drugs you said Kingpin. And I was like, uh, nope. <laughs> I guess it really, I guess it really, yeah, for me, it really depends on who the character is, how much history they got. And yeah, I mean, those are two of the biggest facts for me. Because I mean, Werewolf by Night, I don't know many people who are just like, yeah, Werewolf by Night is my favorite character. And if there are and if there are people, they're, I'm sure they're way older than us, like people that grew up on them. But I mean, more recently, if you're in the comics, I mean, he recently had like a new series. But outside of that, it's not like he's showing up all the time. Um, same with Elsa. Like she, she pops up in and out of stuff, but she doesn't have like a huge history that can like carry herself. Now, Man, Man Thing on the other side, he does have a lot of history um, compared to the other two characters. So, I mean, if he got it, I don't want him to have his own show because I don't think it would make sense. But for him to pop up in something else, I'll be completely fine with. Yeah, he's a good secondary character. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, which actually leads me into, I'm going to ask this question and then it'll lead me into a segue. Um, kind of like how Wong just like shows up and stuff. Right. Right. Like n- nothing is ever about Wong, but Wong, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll show up, you know, give a little grace. Yeah. But see, I don't want, but also I don't want Wong just to start popping up and everything either though. Like I don't want to get too overexposed. Yeah. So Wong, I don't want to. Wanders yeah, I don't want to keep is, uh, being overexposed, overexposed to him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he is a sorcerer supreme, so. Yeah. I can see Wong and Manthing interacting for sure. Oh, oh yeah. I can, sure. I, I can see them, yeah, doing stuff. Um, I did look at the, I feel like I'm going to start doing this for like all the movies and shows we talk about just because people like hearing the Rotten Tomato stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for this show, the audience score was 90 and the critic score was a 91. So this was Dang. a big hit. This was this was a winner for them. And I said that yeah. went well. Yeah, they're gonna make more, more oh, of yeah. those if since it went well. Absolutely. So. There's there's gonna be like we're gonna be because I mean the MCU is already oversaturating yeah, uh, right. the the world with uh content. And so yeah, if they were like, oh, we we did super well on this one shot. They're gonna start pumping them out. Oh yeah. yeah, especially yeah, like you said, in this dry kind of dry period of great superhero movies. Yeah, they about to they about to put in work with these. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, speaking of Wong, uh, let's get into the next piece of content that we will be reviewing today: She Hulk, Attorney at Law. Uh, we've already issued the spoiler warning, so we don't need to issue it again. It still applies. Uh, same universe and whatnot. So we have already talked about episode one. If you would like to hear our review of that, uh, you should go back and uh, listen to that episode. I will be giving a synopsis of episodes two through nine. I am not going to stop in between episodes. We just we just going to go. So this is what happens in the series She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Um, be prepared. I will probably be talking for a long time. I am terrible at reading in front of people. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, this is in my own words. So, uh, yeah, let's let's jump into this. So, 
in the aftermath aftermath wow already (laughs) in the aftermath of her brief brawl with titania jennifer is fired from the da's office because her trial is declared a mistrial due to the fact that she saved the lives of the jury which the defense argued makes them biased uh, she is then offered a job for a firm called GLKNH, and that is where she is assigned to be head of the superhero law division, but she is required to be in her She-Hulk form at work. Her first case is the parole hearing for Emil Blonsky, also known as Abomination. You may remember him from previous movies. Of course, uh, she calls out the conflict of interest since he tried to kill her cousin Bruce but she calls Bruce um, and she gets his blessing as we see him leaving the planet on a Sakarian spaceship Jennifer thinks the case will go in her favor but then she finds out that Emil escaped from prison and has been participating in an underground fight club so you know you can't do that that's a no-no Jennifer goes to Emil and is like what the hell bro and he explains that wong the sorcerer supreme forced him to do the fight club and he returns to prison willingly uh jennifer is able to find wong and wong agrees to testify at emil's hearing during the hearing emil demonstrates that he has full control of himself when he transforms into abomination between that and wong's testimony emil is released but with the condition that he is not allowed to transform into abomination ever again Jennifer's co-worker Pug is assigned to a new case, a man she used to work with at the DA's office who wants to sue his ex-girlfriend. She is a shapeshifter from New Asgard that led him to believe that he was dating Megan the Stallion. With Jennifer's help, he is able to win the case. Jennifer decides to go ahead and do a television interview, after which she is attacked by the Wrecking Crew, four dudes with stolen Asgardian tools who were hired to steal her blood. Uh, she beats them up and they fail. Then uh, Donnie Blaze, a stage magician with a sling ring, sends Madison, spelled with two N's and a Y, uh, to another dimension. She is able to escape the dimension by making a deal with a demon that she can't really talk about and ends up at Wong's place. Wong is furious that the mystic arts are being played with in such a way and by a person who was kicked out of Camertage for misusing magic. So he goes to Jennifer to, you know, do some legal action. Uh, They file a cease and desist. Jennifer creates a dating profile in hopes of dating. And that doesn't go super well for her. So she decides to create a profile as She-Hulk, and she very immediately starts finding matches. So at one of Donnie Blaze's shows, he opens a portal and releases a bunch of demons. While on one of these dates, Wong shows up and tells Jennifer, who is She-Hulk, hey, I need your help handling, you know, a superhero thing. So she and Wong are able to send all of the demons home, but not uh, not before deciding to use one of the demons to threaten Donnie Blaze into complying with the cease and desist. The next day, Jennifer is served because Titania has trademarked the name She-Hulk. Titania is using the trademark of She-Hulk for a line of cosmetic products, and unsurprisingly, Jennifer is pissed. Uh, Jennifer's boss tells her that it's a bad look and it needs to be handled with quickness. 
he assigns Mallory Book, who is played by Renee Elise Goldsberry, and I absolutely love her. She's great. Uh, to the case. Uh, uh, where am I? Yes. Um, Jennifer's friend. Uh, Jennifer's friends, rather. Uh, I guess Nikki and Pug work on getting her a super suit from Luke Jacobson, who's pretty much the MCU's Edna mode. And Jennifer is also countersuing Titania for exploiting the She-Hulk popularity for monetary gain. She learns that uh, one of the terrible dates she went on is one of the clients for her firm, but that gives her the idea to use her dating profile to establish that she's been using the She-Hulk name since before the trademark. They win the case. Mallory and Jennifer are kind of friends now, and Jennifer gets her new suit. Jennifer gets an invite to be a bridesmaid to a wedding for one of her old friends. Jennifer shows up at She-Hulk, but the bride tells her, like, hey, uh, today is about me. You're stealing my spotlight. And she wants her to stay as puny Jennifer. Uh, so Jennifer sees that Titania is also at the wedding because evidently she's dating uh one of the groomsmen for the wedding. Uh, Jennifer does end up getting friendly with a man she meets at the wedding. His name is Josh. And during the wedding, Jennifer gets very drunk and then is attacked by Titania. Jennifer transforms, beats that ass, Titania is pissed and leaves humiliated. Over at the firm, Mallory and Nikki are working on a divorce case for Mr. Immortal. Mr. Immortal has been marrying people, and then he fakes his death to get out of the marriages. Eight of his former spouses file lawsuits against him when they learn about his scheme from a leaked video by Intelligentsia. Nikki is able to quarterback that thing and get it taken care of. Mallory and Nikki then look up to see what Intelligentsia is, and they see that Intelligentsia is making numerous death threats to She-Hulk. Uh, the website is run by a mysterious Hulk King, and we also see scientists working for Hulk King prepared to attempt to steal Jennifer's blood again. Jennifer and Josh go on multiple dates, uh, and then they know each other, biblically, and then she gets ghosted. Uh, Jennifer then gets a call from Emil's parole officer, letting her know that his inhibitor is not working. Since this means that he could be the abomination, he wants her to join him to visit Emil's retreat and see what's going on. While there, Manbull and El Aguila are fighting and end up destroying Jennifer's car. She is now stranded with minimal to pretty much non-existent cell service or internet. She ends up joining a group session with Emil and several others. After talking through everything, they convince her to delete his information and move on rather than anxiously awaiting a text back from him. We later find out that he is actually working for Hulk King and has been this whole time, and he cloned her phone and stole her blood after knowing her, biblically. Jennifer takes on a case for a man calling himself Leapfrog. Uh, he wants to sue Luke Jacobson for making a defective suit. Jacobson is being represented by none other than Matt Murdock, who wins the case after Leapfrog lets it slip that he used jet fuel, which goes against the instructions that were given to him about the suit. 
Luke Jacobson feels betrayed and cuts ties with Jennifer. Later, Leapfrog calls Jennifer because he is being attacked by the devil. Jennifer then discovers that the attacker is none other than Matt Murdock as Daredevil. Matt lets Jennifer know that Leapfrog kidnapped Luke, and so they work together to free him, and then they know each other, biblically. Jennifer is invited to a gala where she will be honored as Female Lawyer of the Year. During the gala, Intelligentsia pulls up a PowerPoint presentation where they malign her, defile her character, and show footage of her sexual encounter with Josh. She loses control for a little bit. There's some property damage. Then she tries to chase down two Intelligentsia agents, but is apprehended by damage control. Jennifer is released from damage control, but she is forced to wear an inhibitor so that she cannot transform. She is fired from GLKNH. Nikki and Pug infiltrate an intelligentsia rally, or event, if you will, uh, where they learn that Phelps is Hulk King and Abomination will be uh, speaking at this rally, or meeting, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer shows up. Phelps injects himself with her blood, transforming into a Hulk monster. Titania shows up. Bruce shows up. And Jennifer is like, what the fuck is going on? So she breaks all the way through the fourth wall and talks to the show's writers. She then wants to talk to Kevin, who we discover is the AI responsible for creating all MCU storylines based on the algorithm. Jennifer is able to convince Kevin to change the story. We then go back to the show where Emil and Phelps are being arrested. Jennifer's family meets Matt Murdock. Bruce returns with his son, Scar. Jennifer gets her job back. She is cleared of all charges. And now she's going to continue to be a great lawyer for superheroes. A superhero lawyer, which is a double entendre because... She is a superhero and a lawyer, and she's a lawyer for superheroes. Yeah, y'all got that. Y'all knew what I was saying. Um, Mid-credits, Wong gets Emil out of prison and takes him to Kamartage. And that is She-Hulk. Man, we got a... We got to get a hand clap uh, Every time Spencer does this, we got to find a hand clap. (laughs) So we got you. Uh, appreciate it. I, I know you'll. I know you'll edit that in eventually. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the show. So, um, there's a lot to talk about here. Um, or or not. I I. Eh. Uh, we've decided not to do any teaching moments because honestly, no, either no one was important enough for a teaching moment, or relevant enough. Or we already know about them. So, like, we don't need to do a teaching moment for Matt Murdock. He has three seasons of a show. Go check it out. Three seasons of a fire show. Uh, We don't need to do a teaching moment for the Wrecking Crew because they're on screen for, like, 40 seconds. Yeah. Uh, Like, we we don't see them again. So, I I don't think we need to do one for Man Bull or El Aguila. Porcupine. Yeah, no. Unimportant. (laughs) These we've said these names, so if you want to know more about them, you are free to do your own research. But uh we've decided not to spend time on them. So um what were your thoughts on the show? 
And do you agree with any of the, I guess, internet's problems with the show? Because the internet got big problems, of course. Um, anything that is not a white man, the internet will have problems with. And but, they uh, dealt with it on the show, too. They made fun of it. It's crazy how really fourth wall breaking she was in this show. Oh, breaking the fourth wall all over the place. Uh, Jordan, what were your thoughts? For me, uh, when She-Hulk got announced, I was like, oh, that's interesting. They're coming out with a She-Hulk show. I was like, She-Hulk is a character I don't really have an attachment to. And the current She-Hulk that I'm reading is completely different from what it is in the show. Uh, so I was like, you know, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a shot. You know, it can't be bad. For me, uh, I really enjoyed the show. Like I said, a lot of people hate the show. There were definitely two episodes where they lost me. Like the first three episodes, great. Episodes, uh, I think four and five, the wedding episode and the uh, trying to get her name back episode. Yeah, I almost lost me with that one. I, th- I thought the show was going to be done with, you know, I was just like, oh man, if this is what the rest of this is, like, I'm not going to feel this. But then after those two episodes cleared up, the rest of the season, great. Um, the CGI wasn't a big deal to me. I know a lot of people were complaining about the CGI when the trailer first dropped. Uh, for me, it wasn't a big deal. Um, and Tatiana, her performance as um, Jennifer, loved it. I also found out that I wasn't aware that I love, not love, that I like taller women. I guess, you know, these, the She-Hulk type. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that until the uh, the Meg Thee Stallion episode. Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk that about what... that a little bit more. Okay. All right. Yeah, that, that's that, that's the one that got me. I was like, oh, I might have to sit down a little bit. There was no way I was going to stand up and sit down on that one. Um, but overall, I definitely enjoyed the show. And I, th- I I definitely have fun with the show. And I enjoy it for what it was. Okay, okay, all right. Brandon? Yeah, this was a little tough. Um I think oh, look, off... you and Jordan disagree. I know, right? <laughs> That's because Brandon's toxic. Look, it's a woman show. He's like, I don't like it. Yeah, first of all, I always <laughs> I'm always for the women. Uh except yeah. Taskmaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a that's uh, a completely different animal. Yeah, that's a different one. Everything else I've been for. But yeah, this show is just it's it, it was good. I really enjoyed that they kind of went with the more sitcom type of feel where like each episode was kind of its own adventure i kind of like that um but yeah the first three episodes good the next three uh, then the last three pretty good uh finale wasn't great to me the finale was kind of silly i'm I'm not i'm not a fourth wall guy i'm just that doesn't do anything for me so that that whole episode kind of missed me. Uh, but overall, I thought it was solid. I don't think it was great. I think it's kind of mid-tier as far as MCU shows are concerned. Um, but yeah, like Jordan said, uh, the CGI, I really like that they brought in some very obscure characters like that are in the comics, but nobody oh, gets yeah. to see. Um, obviously, Daredevil. One of my favorites. That was obviously a smash hit. Um, and then, yeah, Tatiana killed it. Um, I have my issues with the Hulk. I have my issues with a few other storyline things. But 
Overall, I thought it was solid. I, 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 I want to say, I will say, I, I like what you said because about the sitcom thing. Because as I was watching it, I was expecting a superhero show. And I right. think this was not a superhero show. Show I think this was definitely more like a sitcom. And once I kind of kept it in my head, like, this is a sitcom. This isn't, like, superhero really related. I was like, I, I enjoyed it a lot more once I kind of got in that mind frame of it. Yeah, definitely makes sense. Yeah, what and, do you think, and, Spencer? I mean, that goes to our discussion on uh, expectations. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, for the most part, I enjoyed it. Um, I love I love a sitcom, and you know, I think that this being a random courtroom sitcom is great. Uh, I like a show that can make fun of itself, and this show did a lot of that, and a lot of making fun of the whole like process and everything. Um, the fourth wall breaking, I think, is great. Um, I think there's a certain level of fourth wall breaking that I like. And then I start to taper off as far as interest goes. Like whenever the character is interacting with the real people who wrote stuff, like sometimes that's that, that loses me. me. Yeah. That, that, that loses me too. Like talking right. to the audience is one thing, but like, actually a character talking to the people that wrote that character sometimes uh i'm not a huge fan sometimes it works though um because like when teen titans go did it i enjoyed it but that's because they animated the writers instead of it being like yeah but um regardless uh i i thought it was pretty good for the most part um I will say the the internet is uh, saying a lot of um, quote unquote the message um, and I will say in my opinion which you know I'm a dude so you know it's whatever um, they were pretty heavy handed with it I agree I, I feel like this show represented men in general as just stereotypes and I think that having that isn't a problem but having only that uh, is counterintuitive yeah and there were some things that they did and they addressed that I think were great So one of the questions that I had for kind of like the people who had a problem, there were a lot of people who were saying that She-Hulk was not likable and that she had a bunch of negative qualities about her. And I very genuinely wonder if the reason people felt that way is because she was a woman. Because I feel like a lot of the qualities she had were not far off from Tony Stark. And people absolutely love Tony Stark. And I'm not necessarily trying to compare the two in like who's better. I'm comparing them in a if Tony Stark does something like if Tony Stark is funny, quippy, 
arrogant, kind of a dick, and having as much sex as he wants to. And then Jennifer is funny, quippy, kind of a dick, arrogant, having as much sex as she wants to. Why is it a problem when she does it? Why isn't she likable? One has a vagina and the other one doesn't. Well, yeah, that's the problem. That's what it is, yeah. And so with that, you know, I don't like it. I don't like that there are people who only have a problem with her because she's a woman. Because they're going to say that's not what it is, but that's what it is. Because these same qualities, like there have been men characters who have been this way and worse in certain ways. And people love them. And those same people have a problem with her being kind of a toned down version of certain things. And, you know, and one thing that um, this show, this show has a lot of like people having sex. And I feel like that's not something the MCU has done. And yeah, so this show is kind of, I don't want to say groundbreaking because that's a thing that a lot of shows do. But as far as the MCU goes, that is new territory. And I like the fact that they have a female character who is free in that way. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like the biggest thing is like she's free and she's doing what she wants to do. She's doing what she wants to do. She's being grown. Yeah, that's literally what it is. Yeah, and people have a problem with her just being grown. Like, why again why is it a problem for her to do it but if you know somebody else was out here chasing tail or whatever you want to call it now it's an issue <laughs> that boy just had a 1967 reference out here talking about chasing tail yeah but um it's a uh, you know it's it's uh, i enjoyed it what are yeah. what of our rank what would you rate it i'm sorry Uh, that that last episode was rough for me. Um, same. I yeah. I didn't hate it, but it it, it didn't. Um, I mean, it it wasn't what I wanted, and it, I'm able to separate the the I or I'm able to acknowledge the fact that this was like Marvel or in the MCU is kind of playing with genres. And so this was a pretty standard sitcom formula in that, like, there's a story kind of happening and there are some callbacks that are made from time to time. But like each episode is its own random event that Jennifer yeah. is going through. I would definitely say in the beginning, well, not in the beginning, throughout the whole show, that was one of my complaints was like, OK, but where's the story? And then that, and, that, and that's before I had like my sitcom mind on. I'm like. Okay, but where's the story? Like, I don't, I don't get what's going on here. What, what is she doing? Like, what's the point of this? And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, think of it like a sitcom. Everything's a little different all the time. And I was like, okay, I can sit back and enjoy it. Um, but like you said, that last episode, well, you also said it really well. It's like, I'm, I'm cool with, with breaking the fourth wall. But once I was completely lost when the Hulk showed back up, and then Abomination was there, and then she was like, "What the hell is going on?" And then she went to the writers' room and met Kevin. The Kevin thing lost me. Like she's like, because everybody thinks she's talking about Kevin Feige, obviously. Right. Well, and, and that was no. the joke. 
and if you had on your subtitles, you saw Kevin was an acronym. So once right. I saw once I saw that, I was like, okay, this is something else. Yeah, that part lost me. And then I'll talk. We, I don't know if you want to talk about the Hulk stuff now. Um, I guess as far as Brandon for a rating, uh, I would give it a seven and a half. Solid, solid score. I uh, I'm closer to like six and a half. And I was at seven. Like I was going to be chilling in the middle because there were things about it that I liked. Um, one thing that one thing as far as sitcommy that I had a problem with is I think it tried really hard to be funnier than it was. Yeah. And some of the jokes didn't land. Yeah. Like it wasn't super funny to me. I will say who was hilarious to me was Madison. Bro. Yeah. They, that is one of the biggest crimes. She was just, well, she was in the first, what, maybe three episodes? Then you didn't see her again. Yeah. Like she, she like, needed more time because she was hilarious. She was, she was the funniest part of the whole show. Everything else was kind of like, eh, you know, a random joke in there or a fourth wall break. But like Madison was like actually like legit funny. Like her and Wong going back and forth, that was hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah, there, I wanted to see their friendship. Right. That was, that was funny seeing, uh, seeing her spoils the Sopranos for him. Yeah. That, that was pretty good. That was and, definitely good. And of course, you know, they dropped the, I made a deal with a demon that I can't talk about. Right. Yeah, they, they and if you're a fan or if you know what's happening, you know exactly what that was. Exactly. I've been dropping. Oh, when, they, when they was like, uh, yeah, we have a magician here, Donnie Blaze. Yeah. I was like, I was like, wait, did he? When I first heard, I was like, did he say Johnny Blaze? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking Ghost Rider already. And then, and then also, it's like you see the fire background, like she sent him to that realm. I was like, are they trying to say this is Johnny Blaze? And then they went on and it was like, oh, this is a magician. I was like, okay. But for a second there, I thought we were about to get see a little introduction of uh, Ghost Rider. So with that, I, I, because they said Donnie Blaze, I immediately was like, this is going to be a Ralph Boner situation, isn't it? Like they're what gonna. Mean, what do you mean, Ralph Boner? Uh, I think that was his name. But in a uh, Wandavision, when Quicksilver showed up, or Evan Peters oh, yeah. showed up as Quicksilver, and then you know, it wasn't. Like, yeah, I, okay. I, I was like, this. That's no, no. That's not. That's not what that is. And I don't even know if they actually did any hard references to Ghost Rider because I'm not familiar enough with Ghost Rider to have seen them. But yeah. I. I thought, no, nah, that's not what this is. Well, didn't he? I want to say he had on like a, because because well, I like I also thought or something because I mean my thinking was okay if they do something. Um, I don't know if Ghost Riders is Ghost Riders thing that he made a deal with a demon and that's how we got here, or am I confusing? Yeah, him Spawn. Okay. No, no, that's no, that's yeah. Okay, because yeah. whenever he started opening portals, I was like, oh, he's going to accidentally find himself in a portal, and then he's going to have to make a deal to get out, and then right. he's, like, I, I I, started going there, and then I was like, nah, nah, they're not going to do that. Right. No, yeah. It's not a thing. This is, they, they, no, not this show. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a very, like, come on, we couldn't do a different name, but I mean, it is an actual Marvel character. Donnie Blaze, so I get it, but they definitely knew what they was doing. They knew people were going to be like, ooh, okay. Yeah, um, so, I mean, they put stuff in there for us. Right. 
Uh, again, uh, Madison making a deal with a demon like that was for us, right? Because a lot of people would have just let that let that go, but I was like, no, 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 no. Let's 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 circle back, right? Uh, who, yeah. Let's talk about it. I know you can't talk about it, but we we need to talk about it, right? I'm. Yeah, I, I was kind of mad that Madison didn't show up anymore. Really didn't make any sense. Why not? Um, but yeah, like you said, th- there wasn't really. Even the like, I love Pug. I've seen him in a, a, pretty much every show he's ever come shows up on. I love. I really love his character. Is always great. Um, what was his name? Uh, Josh Cigar. He was a uh, he was the lawyer friend that he was the guy went to the intelligentsia meeting. Yeah, oh, okay. and he was like, "Okay, women, am I right?" Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was like super uncomfortable. So yeah, but, yeah. He's great in there. He's great in Arrow. He's great in a couple other shows. It was an emergency show on, I think it was Netflix or one of them. It was super hilarious. He's a funny dude. But I thought he was good. But like, honestly, I thought the Luke Jacobson guy was funny. Yeah, uh, that's what I was Luke, yeah. Luke Jacobson yeah. was funny. Yeah, he was funny. Uh, but other than that, it wasn't the Todd guy that was playing like the creepy. He wasn't that funny to me. Um, but yeah, I just the show I think did a really good job of picking some people out. Oh, the the uh frog was it frog? What'd you say? Oh, frog? Yeah, Leaf frog. Hilarious. That was a good episode. That was, that a, good was a really episode. good episode. Yeah, I agree. Um, which is a really real character episode. too. Yeah, if, if people no, think that's is. like a people think that's like a made up character, like, no, that was a real character. Right. Um and I'm I'm I mean, I know we were all waiting for Matt to show up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, that was a really good reason to have Matt show up. They were, that episode, yeah, like you said, that was probably the best read, well written episode. Like with him being the lawyer of Luke Jackson and it all making kind of sense yeah. in the way the way he was like the lawyer talking between, that was really good. I wanted to uh, see I want I definitely want to see more of that. Like I know this was like attorney of law and even the one episode where they had where she was trying to get her name back from um the other character, Titania. Uh, Titania. Titania. That episode was born, but I wanted to see better arguments because I enjoyed when Matt and her was going back and forth. Like I really Same. enjoyed that. Yeah. I do. We want to get into the Hulk part, or well, well, I want to ask y'all. What did y'all think? I I still think the episode where um, she was at the retreat with Abomination and all the other characters kind of around. I really enjoyed that episode too. It just you know, like talking and sharing everything. Like I really enjoyed yeah. that episode. I thought that, that was, was a funny. Good one. That was a funny one. Now that I think about it, like it was funny. <laughs> it was a funny show, but it wasn't like it was, Jennifer was funny. It was always like porcupine around or, it. Yeah, it was, it was when, stuff when like he that. Took, when he took that suit off, they was like trying to get him to take the suit off when he finally took it off. Yeah. Oh, and it was just like stinky as hell. Yeah, that one, yeah. That one had me laughing for real. That, that was, was like, funny. Um, so, yeah, you want to get you want to get into the Hulk? I, I mean, I, I just don't understand how you can fumble the bag so many times, so many times. Now they are saying that there's a Planet Hulk show in like development, but the fact that like he showed up with this random ass kid, who yeah, I didn't watch. I don't. I'm not as familiar with Planet Hulk as others. But the kid looked stupid as hell. Like, oh man, hairline was all the way fucked up. You, you, you can cuss on here, Brandon. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just, 
I don't know. It, it was just, it was a, it was like, what? Like when he showed up, people, everybody was like, huh? Like that's, no one wanted to see, no one wanted to see Hulk again unless we were looking at the, at the planet he was on, Sakaar. That's it. Like nobody wanted to see, uh, oh, a nice ending. Hulk is back. No one wanted that. So yeah, yeah. that, that really pissed me off. That was kind of like the last straw on that, on that final episode. I definitely, I definitely agree with you. Like, I thought the next time we were going to see see Hulk, we were going to see him uh, with the Planet Hulk stuff. Obviously, we know for sure they're building towards it now. But I thought that was going to be the last time we saw him. And especially the way he showed up in the little rent, when that the montage, when everybody was fighting, he mm-hmm. just bust through the ceiling. I'm like, what is he doing here? Like, what? Right. Yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't, like, yeah, I agree. The next time I saw him, did not need to be on Earth. Right. Yeah. Like, I just knew that we were going to see him on the planet doing whatever. All right. And when he showed up with his son, I was, that pissed me off even more. Like, what the fuck? Who is this dude? No one, like, some people knew, obviously, some people knew who he was. But as a, like, as a person who didn't read that particular comic or doesn't know about his existing character, I was just like, what? And the CGI looked weird. It was just like, nah. I could have kept that. So, Y'all, that should have been a delete, <laughs> deleted scene. That's what that should have been. So, and I mean, there's there's another reason what makes it worse, like with him showing back up. So, what, what I was gonna say first before that, um, Scar, his original comic design, he has like some lustrous hair. Like his hair is long. It looks good. Mm-hmm. And for the fact that they like gave these dude like a boosy fade, mixed yeah, with a fade. Boost. Yeah, they have boost to boot. They gave Jennifer the long hair. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer's hair is popping, by the way. When she turns the shield, it was popping. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. I think it was best. The big, another big crime with this whole bringing Hulk back was after Planet Hulk happened. I don't know if we Planet Hulk. So I guess a quick synopsis or just a quick brief. Hulk gets sent in, sent in outer space by the Illuminati, uh, which we know exists kind of in a different multiverse, I guess. But they sent him in outer space. They sent him to a planet. Hulk basically kills that planet's king, takes over, uh, becomes king of that planet, has has a kid. So the reason he comes back to Earth is to take revenge against Illuminati. So the fact that we saw him come back to Earth now, that means we're not going to get a um, um, World War World War Hulk storyline, which is like the the strongest we've ever seen Hulk. Right. And they don't want Hulk yeah. strong. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, man. yeah. And they and they the fact that they brought him back is that that's the one of the whole best storylines, Planet Hulk and World War Hulk. Yeah, they best storyline. The MCU does not want a strong Hulk. Like after, no. like Avengers was his hoorah. Yeah, and I guess Age of Ultron kind of, but Avengers turned, was his hoorah. It turned my guy into a beta male, man. Like, <laughs> what do I do? You don't do nothing, like. Like coming back, family guy. I was like, like, do why do we have to ruin it? Like, we didn't need to do that. And the conspiracy theory is because Disney doesn't own him. That's why they're doing it, right? But but I would get, I'd do the opposite. I'd use the greatest stories he has, or at least use them to the ability. I'd make him less prominent as far as like. Less he wouldn't show up in as many movies, but when he does, people would be like, "Oh shit, y'all got the Hulk!" 
Like, oh, snap, yeah. we can prepare for that. You know, that's how it is on all the movies. and I mean, the animated shows and all that. It's always, okay, like even Thanos would be like, we can take them, but they do have the hope. So I got to, you know what I mean? That's the I got to prepare like, yeah. for that. That's that is one per Thanos will actively avoid the Hulk. Right. Like, like I could do it. Right. But like if I don't have to, I'm gonna avoid it. Like let's yeah, bro. I'm just gonna not yeah. do that. Um so yeah, I oh. I don't know, but I I agree. Like if it were me, like I would have sent him off and he would just be off until we need him. Yeah, and then when whenever he shows up, he's going to be a fucking problem, dude. One of the one of the best one of the best scenes in that comic was when Hulk finally came back to planet Earth. He stopped by uh, the Inhumans planet, oh, not planet, the moon, and he met the the Inhumans because Black Bolt was part of the Illuminati. So we saw Black Bolt in WandaVision, and we know his power. Like if he talks, you know, he can essentially destroy anything. Right. So Hulk basically comes to Black Bolt and say, I, I didn't come from here for you to whisper. I came here to see you yell. And he just essentially kills Black Bolt. I'm like, so now you're telling me that we're not going to be able to see that type of Hulk right there. Right. Because you already brought him back down to Earth. That's the thing. Like Hulk, there are versions of the Hulk that do not play around. Right. And that's what yeah. the Hulk should be. Like, yeah, the Hulk should be a fucking problem. And uh, we have not seen that since Avengers. Yeah. Again, we kind of saw it in Age of Ultron, but he was also subdued without too much trouble. Right. Like a 1v1 versus Iron Man. I'm like, he would murk Iron Man. Like, what are we talking about? Like, yeah. Yeah. So do, do, you, do, you, do y'all think She-Hulk is going to show up in anything else? Do you think we'll see her again? I am where and where could and where could we see her? I imagine we'll see her, but I don't think it's going to be soon. Uh, like if we see her, I think it'll be later on. And I would probably I'd need to look to see like what the upcoming things are to give like a better answer. Yeah, but I feel like we'll either see her in like a large scale thing or it'll be a situation where like there's an episode of a show where somebody needs a lawyer. Uh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think so. that's the cool little excuse like, you can use. Somebody needs a lawyer. They're in LA. Cool. Like I'd, I'd like to keep her small scale. Um, right. Yeah. Like where she just like, she shows up to do lawyer shit and otherwise she's in a sitcom. Keep So keep kind of keep her street level. Yeah. Yeah, she I, could, agree with that. I guess she could show up uh, in Daredevil show. Maybe she wants to go visit. I imagine she will. Like, I'd be it surprised could. if she didn't like at all, because right. she and Matt are doing whatever they're doing. Can put yeah, in work. That, that boy Pound Town, huh? <laughs> they're they are knowing each other. <laughs> what did y'all What did y'all think about Daredevil suit? The black, not black and yellow, the red and yellow. What y'all think about it compared to the red costume? I, I liked really it. Good. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I liked it too. Yeah. And also, I mean, since this is the first time that we actually seen Daredevil suit up, how did you guys feel about the performance versus a more R-rated Daredevil on Netflix? Did y'all like it? Just this small, even though it's like a small portion. 
Because I feel like he didn't have enough to do for me to really answer that. Um, but I mean, I I didn't have any problems with Charlie Cox. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was really good. I thought they did a more like MCU version where he's like more quippy, more jokes, yeah. more you know, more flirty, more things like that. And that's, I think that's, that's the first thing I noticed. Yeah, like yeah. he was a lot less serious. Yeah, he wasn't brooding all the time, which I mean, the situation didn't call for it. But um, I do did like you call him out. Yeah, she did. She did. Yeah, I was um, like, she used those exact same words. And I guess in the comics, he does kind of make more like, and I guess based on the writer, but he is a little more quippy, you know, especially with like Spider-Man and people like that. Um, so that's cool to see. And I thought they they did him justice. They didn't go way too far to where he's literally telling a joke every other second, but they all, and they kept it kind of consistent with what we're used to with Charlie Cotton. And Charlie, I feel like he's so, um, he's so in tune with like the character to the because he played it for so long to where he, he can pretty much do whatever he wants and it'll be fine. I thought it was I thought it was so disrespectful. That one of the dis- most disrespectful moments I've ever seen when she hope just straight took his uh helmet off. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, she just straight ripped that mug off. Oh, I, yeah. I I I loved that because that's how that shit would go. In yeah. any in anything like yeah like there are a lot of times where it's like oh let me not find out your secret identity for summer. No like come here. <laughs> yeah, yeah she just straight me, ripped that thing off. off. Yeah, it was like it, we stood up. She was like, "God damn it, I, Matt, what are you doing?" Yeah, that yeah. fight scene was great. Fight and then, was really good. Well, actually, that's my only complaint about the CGI was the fight scene. So when the parking garage kind of fell, it looked mm-hmm. a little weird when he kind of flipped and flipped up on that car. I would say it looked a little weird to me with the CGI. And I don't, I don't know. That one kind of stood out to me, and I, I couldn't tell you what it was. Like it was almost definitely felt like almost green screenish, but yeah, I don't know. That that's the only thing that gave me like a weird vibe about the CGI. I think yeah. that I think a part of the problem is, in general, we expect Infinity War CGI forever now. Oh yeah, yeah. like because the Infinity War CGI was flawless. Like it, it was it was so good. And I think that that's what we think everything needs to be now. And if it's not that, it's garbage. Uh, I mean, as a society. Yeah. Because I know that like whenever I watch DC shows on the CW, uh, like the Arrowverse shows, <laughs> some of that shit is terrible looking. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> but that's compared to a movie infinity war no infinity right, yeah. war specifically like because mm-hmm. again like thanos in that movie and hulk in that movie like they're thanos is perfect like that's yeah he's so good and it just look like somebody in real life yeah like it really it, does it looks like he's there yeah i didn't honestly when i watched infinity war and Endgame, like i don't think of Thanos is a CGI character. Like I think of him as a literal character on in the scene because they did it so well. Exactly. Um, and I think that that expectation is what we have for CGI now because we've seen it. So we're like, it can be done. Why aren't you doing it? Right. Um. Because I remember, Bridget. I remember when CGI was uh, the Scorpion King in Oh Returns. God. 
like the rock and movie returns that was rough that shit was terrible yeah yeah that was real rough but i mean at the time that's that's what you got right like even even at the time i was like this looks really bad rock looked funny hell i (laughs) i agree like when i saw it i was like "Ooh, that's uh that's embarrassing (laughs) yeah still love that movie but uh that 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 cgi was rough or like in i think it's deep blue sea where samuel l jackson gets eaten by oh, a shark yeah it's real rough <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah i mean we're not in those days anymore yeah but again um, sometimes in dc shows it feels like it because with arrow you don't have a whole lot of that but with flash and supergirl I, I see what you mean because when I was watching um, Superman and Lois, there was a couple scenes with the CGI where he was he was like flying uh, through the city, just like man, this looks a little, yeah. looks a little cheap, a little bit. It's like yeah. TV budget, yeah, that's TV oh, budget, yeah. and that's uh, and honestly, I think that knowing they had a TV budget in this show, it was pretty good because definitely there aren't there aren't very many television shows that have noticeably better cgi than this show and this is a show where like they had to cgi entire scenes like they had to do long-term cgi whereas in most tv shows if they're going to do cgi it's very brief or it's a slow motion scene or it, it doesn't last very long or it changes regularly but no like they had to have her like talking and like she's the only thing on the screen right yeah and so uh-huh. I think that based on what we have seen so far from television shows, the CGI was pretty good. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. What's a, so a few questions. So what was y'all's favorite episode? I I think for me, it was still the talking, like them talking the whole episode with them uh, in a circle doing the talk. Like on the retreat. So the retreat. Uh, I think that's episode yeah. seven. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was my favorite. Okay. Okay. Who was who was really funny to me was Nikki. Um and my favorite episode might have been the Mr. Immortal episode. Oh, okay. So we didn't even, we, uh, we didn't we forgot to even talk about him. Also with Nikki, I heard on another podcast that her the way she dressed in the show, that was all her actual clothes. Because she dresses like that in real life, they the the designers told her just wear what you normally wear, and so she's like super into fashion. So everything she wore in the show was actually stuff from her wardrobe. Mm. So I was like, that's pretty impressive. Also, they were able to cut that out of the budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so also I, true too. I guess that worked out for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, what was yeah. She. Nikki might be my favorite character. I mean, Madison also great, but I, th- I think Nikki's and I knew Nikki was going to be my favorite from the beginning. Wait, which one yeah. is Nikki? Oh, gotcha. Nikki's the parallel. Nikki was her best friend. Yeah, got it, got it. Okay, um, that makes sense. My favorite episode because I will say when Mister Immortal jumped out of the window, that was funny. Yeah, he was like, yeah, Fuck was, this. I can't like, listen to this no more. Yeah, he was like, they were just talking at him, and he was like, well. I yeah. think I'm gonna head out. <laughs> uh, I would probably say either the first episode or I don't want to pick Daredevil because that's kind of cheap. 
Um, it's Daredevil. I'm gonna say, yeah, it is what it is, man. Uh, that's what it is. That's kind of true. Like that's kind of like, you know, I mean, you threw in you. You love Captain America. Like you yeah, don't have bro. to explain. Yeah, liking... If you want to be right wing, bro, just be right. Come on, man. Chill out, chill out, bro. Chill I wasn't out. saying America, that, bro. Chill out. You okay, you okay, uh, bro? Just go chill. Cap is for freedom. He's not for the right wing. Uh, okay, yeah. My favorite was, was Rivet. Rivet and Rip It. Uh, the Leapfrog episode? Yeah, oh, no. just because, like, Leapfrog yeah, was, was hilarious. The courtroom scene itself was hilarious. That courtroom we found scene out was, he was using good. He was using the fuel, the wrong fuel. Yeah, like, yeah. Was <laughs> the Jeff fuel. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, stupid. That's like, it was like, it's like, you, you idiot. Like, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> that, Luke might be my favorite character, bro. That dude I, was hilarious. I I support that. Like he, his level of arrogance was like he. I don't make mistakes. Yeah, like yeah. you, you would not challenge my product. I forgot what he called her uh, when she like said she had to represent the other. The, oh uh, man, he was, he was pissed. Yeah, he Bro, was not happy. That was hilarious. He, he like ripped yeah, the dress. Was so up. nervous about telling them. <laughs> yeah. Luke, Luke Jake's mad dude was funny. That was funny. So that's so you so Spencer, you said Nikki's your favorite character, like side character, obviously. Uh Jordan, who's your favorite? Like, no, no, character? no, I think I was gonna say no, I think character. Like okay, in the show. Got it. Got it, yeah. <laughs> I think my, my favorite movie. character. Um oh, you said side character or main character? Uh you just character in general. Uh I really I really enjoy uh She Hulk. Like just the She Hulk side of it, uh, I enjoyed Jennifer too, but I think She Hulk was probably more of my favorite character. Like I, I really enjoyed her time when she was She Hulk. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, yeah, mine's Luke. Uh, I Luke. usually gravitate towards the, the side characters. Like Tatiana was great, but yeah, sometimes I was like, all right, when is She Hulk coming? And so, you know. so question for y'all: In y'all's opinion, was she likable? I thought so. I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think they did anything to make her unlikable. I just didn't really super, super connect with the character. But like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't go. Oh, can't believe she did that. Like, I'm watching. For those who are watching House of Dragon, right? There's a character called Rhaenyra, who everybody loves. Everybody's like, oh yeah, it's her game. Blah blah blah. Rhaenyra, go queen. Blah blah blah. All that bullshit. For me, I'm like, nah, like she's a terrible person. Like, I don't get it. Whereas in this case, Tatiana is like a good person. She obviously, like you touched on, she does what she wants. She lives in LA. She, he's on the dating scene. I wish we would have got more like dating scene stuff. Well, there was, like, a, was, there was a whole of, episode about it. So, well, yeah, but yeah, like bro. in the trailer, it was a lot of like, ooh, she Hulk out here doing her thing. And it was just like, all right, one episode. Because all, ha- all that happened in one episode. And the fact that that so, dude thought he was dating Megan Thee Stallion, that was, that was pretty funny. Yeah, well, that was and, funny. And that kind of goes to the show's theme that men are either terrible people or incompetent and stupid. Right, yeah. Like, that's, that's the vibe that I got from this show, was right. generally speaking, men are trash. Yeah, it was definitely geared towards a certain demographic as far as like their messaging, like you know, kind of be more beta male. Like alpha males are, you know, terrible for the world, and they're all gonna hate on 
uh, She-Hulk because, you know, who she is and blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, I, I thought... And, and that's a thing that happens, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I felt like in that regard, there was a lack of nuance in this show. Um, I feel like that was just heavy-handed. And, you know, I'm not necessarily mad about it, but I do have to take away from the show that there was a lack of nuance regarding that. But yeah. there are like there are often situations where men are trash. Oh yeah, true. But like all of them? Yeah, even the nice guy is ended up being just garbage and like yeah, taking pictures like, or shooting. Yeah, like the, the only the only men who weren't terrible was I guess Wong. Yeah. Uh right. Matt and Bruce. Right. And we already know yeah. them. So like all of the dudes that were that showed up for the first time in this show um, were again either really dumb or just bad people. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like no one in the writers' room was like, "Hey, don't you think we're kind of putting men in a box here?" Like, I'm sure they oh, were no. all like, e- "Even, the even if that was the case, yeah, I exactly." Mean, like, cancel culture that would, that would, and, yeah. and I'm sure they were yeah. like, "Well." Matt is here, so we're good. Exactly. Yeah. Matt checks the other box. Matt checks the he's not a shitty person box. Right. Yeah. Right. Literally, I have to be a superhero to be a nice person. But <laughs> you know. But did you have another question, Brandon? Because I want to uh, game right quick. No, that was pretty much it. Okay. Uh, so now we're gonna play a little game right quick with the Rotten Tomato thing. I think I'm gonna, like I said, I'm start doing this on reviews. So we're going to see who can get, you know, closest to the basket. Uh, that's uh, this show's going to be real difficult. <laughs> the review bombing and uh, I don't yeah, exactly. So in, so just know, never look up the Rotten Tomato score when we do reviews because we're going to play this game. Okay. Uh, so we're going to try to guess the audience score and the tomato score. So, Brandon, we will start with you on the audience score. What do you think it is? Audience. Ooh, I'm going to go with. 68 that's the thing literally nothing like anything above 90 would surprise me just based on the way the internet is maligning this show um yeah my knee jerk was like 54 is that is that a confident 54 solid locked in 54 i'll lock it in all right. I will say the winner for this round is Spencer. The audience score currently as of today is a 33%. No way. <laughs> not not shocked. Yeah. A yeah. 30 bro, that is and again, I'm, extremely low. I'm not shocked again because there are a lot of people who just didn't didn't vibe with this. And you know, for some people it's for like the wrong reason. Yeah, I think a like lot there of people for the wrong the, reason. There were a lot of people who didn't watch the show and who went on there and said something. Like they watched the first episode and they were like pissed off whenever she said, "I manage my anger far more than you do." Oh and yeah, like, that was yeah. that was all they needed to be like, "Oh fuck her in this show." I will yeah. say that that first episode <laughs> I had a few lines that were like, "Okay, we we're see where this is going." And that's what I mean when I say like they were heavy handed with right. the, because there are a lot of men she can say that to. Right. 
like she can say that to most dudes, but like the Hulk specifically been through some shit. Right. And yeah. so if you have been keeping up with the MCU, then you were bothered for, I would say, the right reason. Right. But if you haven't been keeping up with the MCU or you just didn't like pay attention to anything and you were just mad that that's what she said, then, of course, you're mad for the wrong reason. Because, again, if she had said that to someone else, then, oh, yeah, you're probably right. Right. But the whole we've we've seen Bruce go through a lot. Right. And uh Jennifer, it sounds like you don't quite know what you're talking about in this very specific situation. But True. 94% of the time you're absolutely right. And he's your family member. So it's kind of weird that you don't know a situation. But yeah, damn, 33 is crazy. What's uh yeah. You ready for yeah? You ready for round two, uh, Spencer? You'll start this one out. Round two. What do you think the critic score is? I would imagine the critics said it was better than that. So I will go. Um, I'll go sixty-one for critic. Locked in at sixty-one, Brandon. What you thinking? I'm going fifty-five. Sixty-one and fifty-five. I will say Brandon took two L's today. Spencer is the closest to the bucket, and they are sitting at an 85% certified fresh. Wow. For the critics? For the critics score. Critics liked it. Okay. Uh, that lead, that kind of makes sense. Critics are usually leaning one way or the other, so it kind of sort of makes sense. Yeah. I'm actually... Uh, I'm, I'm surprised really, that it was uh, that fresh. Surprised. Um. Uh, from the critics oh i'm not i'm not surprised from the critics uh but the audience score that's way lower than i thought it was gonna be if i would if i would have been doing the same thing i probably would have guessed probably like mid mid 50s at 33 i i wouldn't imagine 33 and 55 is probably what it actually is just as far as audience but you know the bombers yeah there were people who went in there intent on destroying it and i think that I mean, and it sucks that that's a thing that happens. Sure. Yeah. Because again, I'm, I would venture to guess that maybe 30% of the people who voted didn't watch the show. Yeah. At least all the way through. Yeah. Oh, what did y'all think about the last episode? The, uh, the opening, the callback to the old Hulk TV show. That was dope. That was dope. That, that was very dope. I love, I love it. Literally scene for scene. Yeah, yeah I no, love, exactly. Like I love a reference. Scene for scene. Yeah. I remember my uh my cousin's mom had the whole the TV, she had the TV show like in the it was the DVD like collection, and I remember watching a few of those episodes with yeah. Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, different time, but yeah, it was cool for what it was. Yeah, it's funny just seeing they also had like the painted green woman in that yeah. <laughs> just to see that. Like I'm happy, I'm happy we're so past that. Which actually, it, it gives me hope for seeing the thing uh, whenever we get Fantastic Four. Uh, just knowing that the CGI is going to be on point. Oh yeah, like he's right. he's going to be CGI. Like there's no. Yeah, and I'm and I'm happy. Like I'm I'm ready to see him and see what he's going to look like. Yeah. So, um, anything else about She Hope? We kind of set our piece. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping there'll be a season two. Maybe they'll. 
has to stride a, stride a little better, you know, because this is a tough comic. This is a tough comic book character to do a series about because, like you guys said, with others, like she kind of is in that. Obviously, she's older, but like Miss Marvel, Ghost Rider, like really got popular in the last like 15, 10 to 15 years just because of the the writers who wrote their comics and made them, you know, and obviously she was doing fourth wall breaks way back in the day, but uh, a new generation where more women are, you know, relating to her. Yeah, I think it yeah. really got big. And I would definitely say, I, th- I know, and I know I said it on the She-Hulk episode before, but the current She-Hulk in the comics is nothing like it is now. The current She-Hulk in the comics is more like the Incredible Hulk. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's not, not the same at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I would like a season two. Um, there were I think there were more things I liked about the show than that I didn't like about the show. Mm-hmm. And I I love a sitcom. Like Same. sitcoms might be like sitcoms are generally my go to if I'm like, what am I going to watch right now? Right. So, I. Yeah, I love a good sitcom. Uh, lawyer shows are good, even though this show, uh, they didn't, I don't know if they talked to any lawyers before <laughs> filming this, because like a lot of the courtroom stuff was just not accurate. And I don't know if they were yeah. looking for accuracy necessarily, because I mean, this is superhero nonsense. So, you know, whatever. But if they were going for accuracy, yeah, there was there were some courtroom scenes that were like just not good. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. But still enjoyable. And mm-hmm. I still had a good time watching it. It was still fun. Uh, and I hope that Tatiana is able to get a season two. Same. I think if, if we scrap that, min, that Moon Knight season two, oh, this in there. <laughs> don't even do that. I, I, hope, I hope they redo Moon Knight. I hope they, I hope they correct the course. Okay. Two. Last thing, where are we, and I mean, this is off the dome, but where are we putting She Hulk in, in our rankings? Like, is it as far as Toronto Disney TV shows? shows? Yeah, is it top five to you? Is it how many are there? I think there are like seven, eight, nine, maybe. We got Loki, Captain, Captain America, I mean, Captain Falcon. WandaVision. She-Hulk, WandaVision. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Miss Marvel. Miss me, yeah, Miss Marvel. Is that six? That's it? Uh, uh say Hawkeye. 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 So yeah, seven. I said what if? Is what if in there? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I I've seen people add it because it is it is Disney Plus and it is episodes. Is it part of phase four though? I mean, yeah. technically. I think all yeah, of, was, any uh, show is. It was canon yeah, too, as compared to you know Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Um. So was that eight? Yeah, that's eight uh, shows. So, I mean, Miss Marvel. Did oh, we say Miss Marvel? We did. Yeah, we said Miss Marvel. Okay. I would probably. I don't know if it's. If it's in the top five, then it's five. I was going to say the same thing. It's better right. than what if. Yeah, it's better than what if. I don't know. Like, I don't think that I would put it above. I know I would not put it above Loki. 
No. Or Hawkeye. No. Or Captain Falcon. No. Or WandaVision. Yeah, it's not better than WandaVision. I'll probably say, for me, I'll probably put it like six. I, I still, even though I dislike Moon Knight, it's kind of hard for me to go against Forgot Moon about Moon Knight. We said, we did say Moon Knight. Yeah. Moon Knight's like second to last for me. Because, yeah, the other ones are Moon Knight, Miss Marvel. And yeah, I, I would definitely put What If at the bottom, Miss Marvel, and then She Hulk. Okay, that makes sense. So we'll, we'll I, definitely have to we'll I think, have episode episode on this though. Oh yeah, we'll we'll review all of Phase Four. Yeah, uh, stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, I think I think I like I'd put the show above Miss Marvel because I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Miss Marvel, like. All together, yeah, I agree with that. I agree because it definitely had two to three episodes that were like, "Oh, great!" Whereas Miss Marvel had like that maybe first two. episode was it? Yeah, yeah, that first, like, that first like, episode. It was it was that first episode and then moments in episodes. Yeah, I agree. Like no episode compares to the Daredevil episode or the retreat or you know, yeah, a couple other. So yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah. And I mean, it's hard to compare just because this doesn't tell like a cohesive story. Mm. Um, this is more episodic. Yeah. Like, uh, more like what if, because in what if, like, we have episodes and then eventually they all come together kind of at the end. Right. And we have a similar formula where like we just have episodes and then like certain things come together at the end. So, I yeah. enjoyed this show more than I enjoyed What If. I can say that. Oh, yeah, definitely. What If was a miss for me. Wait, so if we're counting What If, do we have to count the group show? No, because those are shorts. Those aren't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want it to. Okay. It doesn't, I, just, I would say, yeah, we can, but like those are five bad. minute group, episodes. <laughs> group, that, that whole group show is better than What If, in my opinion. I would rather rewatch uh, every episode of Group five times than really watch one time of What If. Uh, I don't I'll know. Just, I'll, just, I'll just watch the Doctor Strange one. That's it. I'm good. No, I watched T'Challa and the Killmonger. The Killmonger one was a. Uh, the Killmonger one was good to me. No, I'm yeah. good. And the zombies. I like the zombie ones too. So, um, well. If that's it, I mean, we have to tell the people where to follow us at. And, you know, you can find us on Twitter at the LMG Podcast. You can interact um, with us. Let us know your thoughts on She-Hulk. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Who did you like in the show? Who didn't you like? And all the other stuff. And Werewolf Uh, by Night. Oh, yeah. And Werewolf by Night. If you loved it, as we did, let us know. We should talk about where that fits. But yeah, we'll do that yeah. in the phase four review. We will do that in the phase four, uh, phase four episode coming soon. Uh, catch Stay us on tuned. YouTube at the League of Melanated Gentlemen. Like, subscribe, uh, all that stuff YouTube people say. And yeah, we're never duplicated. Always appreciated. And forever melanated. Melanated.